What's up, guy? What is up, guy? Welcome back to what Josue has to say. If you're new here, I am Josue, and this is what I have to say. <laughs> Today's episode is a little taboo because I didn't write a script for it. I usually have an outline, but today we're just balls to the wall, and I invited two lovely ladies to help me out with this, Steph Veloso and Salome Sibunek, returning guest and a new guest. Steph, I actually had to blackmail her into getting on my podcast. Oh my I had to threaten her with t- telling uh, her fans that she got caught eating at a two-star restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't even joke. Shh, don't even joke. <laughs> so what's up, guys? What's up? Welcome back and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Finally. I'm so excited. This is a big deal because we've been wanting to talk, yes. and I always want to talk on this podcast. So this trifecta, yeah. this is some serious shit going came, on that people don't know yet. It came together. Actually, in the previous episode we recorded we talked about how we got introduced through a mutual friend and that's her this is her that's her yeah <laughs> the so plot thickens as usual connecting the dots connecting my favorite people. i love that yeah, yeah you are a very connector person <laughs> should be in pr i should Not i truly. should i missed my calling i guess <laughs> i'm having more fun roasting people in places so. i mean i don't blame you so speaking on that tell the viewers and listeners what you do in case anybody doesn't know you and as well as you i know you did that last time but you know just a little Brush let them know. You let them know. <laughs> um, well, I'm still not sure what I do. <laughs> it started as an accident. Mood. <laughs> Mood yeah. For real. Who knows? Serendipity, bro. <laughs> yes. Um, but I obviously run uh, Looking for Steph, my account where I have a lot of fun, where I, I don't know, I tell people, uh, I educate people about Miami, but I also hope that I make them laugh. And more often than not, I offend a lot of them. So who knows? We're seeing where it goes. But uh, if you need to know anything about Miami or you need to just... Laugh get offended. Get offended about <laughs> Miami or your your place in this town, then come to my page. Or some really good food options. Great. I hope. I hope great yeah. food recommendations. I pride myself on that. You are the person that I always think to turn to for recommendations. I was in Bimini <laughs> for like five seconds the other day, and if I had had more time, I was like, I need to ask her. I know you she called knows. Me. Big I John's. Know. Big John's, the best place in Bimini. Shout out to Big John's. It burned down. They rebuilt it. Great drinks. Great times. <laughs> I haven't been to Bimini. Resilience. Years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's changed a little bit. I think once they opened the casino there, it kind of lost a little bit of its charm. You know, I used to just go down the street there, uh, smoking things and in my flip flops, sometimes barefoot. And now it's kind of become a little commercial. I don't know. What did you feel? Girl, I don't even want to talk about my Bimini experience. (laughs) I feel like I was like in the Truman show, but like the Caribbean (laughs) version of it. I was on a carnival cruise, which please don't throw me. That was your first fuck up right there. I didn't know anything. I've never been on a cruise and now I'm never going to get on another one because carnival cruise has traumatized me. It should be criminal. Yeah. It should be maybe illegal, and I don't believe in making almost anything illegal. But Carnival Cruise, you gonna maybe. cancel them? The f- they're ca- they <laughs> are canceled. canceled. Everybody food, on that boat is canceled. The food there is like TGK food. Like if you get locked up at TGK for a night, like that's like the type of like it's terrible, man. Really? I am I am gonna have nightmares. Some of the food that I ate. First of all, like why can't I get a good coffee on the boat? Why can't I get a good coffee? Yeah, I'm sorry. Great, man. Is it like airplane coffee? No worse. It's worse? It's is that possible? Worse. It's kind of like the cruise line you go to, like if you're on a budget or you want to party, like mm. you're young and you want to party. Like, But if you really want like a, like a nice experience, nice. Like go yeah. to Royal or I like Virgin. Virgin. Virgin just started and I went yeah. to like a preview party for them and I thought it was pretty spectacular and it's only um, adults, like not yeah, in a weird way, best. just you can't yeah. bring kids. <laughs> yeah. They have like a neon basketball court. They have all these like highly rated restaurants. They even have like a tattoo parlor on board. Get the fuck out. Yeah. So you can get pissed drunk yeah. and make a bad mistake in international waters. Yes. That's amazing. Right. That's the place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. What I saw, I don't want to talk about. So we'll let it go. But 
I'm not the person to turn to for Bimini recommendations because I'll just say don't because <laughs> oh I'm traumatized. Yikes. Oh, no. It's not good. I wrote about it actually on my newsletter. Oh, let me introduce myself. How about that? Oh, um, Salome Sibone, writer, um, podcaster, speaker, part-time speaker sometimes. Um, I'm speaking at something called Liberty Con coming up next oh. month. Have you heard of that? No. It's in Miami. That sounds interesting. Oh, we need it to go. What is it about? Liberty, I guess. I don't know. It's like kind of like a libertarian type of, you know, adjacent convention. So that's interesting. So I'm going to do that, which it's, I love going into like these very libertarian spaces because it's always like older white dudes that's with businesses. Exactly and that. I'm in there like, what up? And they're like, we love it though. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So newsletter, um, spiritual soap on Substack podcast is Silver Eye Society, where I talk about art and generally um, criticize culture. And that's me. And if you check out the latest newsletter, you will understand what the hell is wrong with Carnival Cruise. I went <laughs> oh off. God. Like, dude, I have a picture of a man cutting his toenails on the Carnival Cruise, like out on the boat part Get where everybody is. Out. I swear, what I the things that I saw. The things that I saw. I used to have a teacher in middle school that would do that in the middle oh. class. Clip his toenails? Yes. Uh, what was his little... name? Uh, San Miguel, Mr. San Miguel, our math teacher. You'll wait, wait, forget. wait, wait. Mr. San Miguel, the math teacher. We got some questions, bro. <laughs> so did he, did, hold on. I, I need to understand this context. Was he wearing like flip-flops? No. And just propping his feet up? Or would he would fully take off the shoe and the sock? Correct. During class. And then he would like prop it up on the trash can. You know, those Miami-Dade public school trash cans, like the, the bins. <laughs> and then just. No. Yeah. One by one. <laughs> That feels a little bit in a like inappropriate in a way that like that you would, would call, give me trauma. Yeah, that sounds wrong. We would just make fun of him like the entire time. Too. Yeah, I mean you're middle school, man. That's like the, you could. That's the worst mm. time to do that type of shit. I mean, I know, you're just gonna get roasted mercilessly for breathing the wrong way. You're gonna get roasted. Yeah. Like. Wait, I'm still on the feet. I mean, were they manicured <laughs> after? I mean, what did they look like? Maybe they were I very. I don't fucking know. But you know what? We could segue from this. I was gonna say that's the perfect segue. You guys segue. are saying off camera they were roasting guys' feet. How guys have disgusting feet. So yeah, we need to talk about this, you guys, <laughs> gentlemen, of all kinds, of all ages, of all races, of all genders, of all whatevers, of all associations. You need to take care of your feet and your hands. Okay. I don't care. They don't have to be painted, but at least trim them and get a little buff going because I don't need those talons in bed scraping and exfoliating on my legs. Like it's not going down. That's my PSA. That's all I came here to say. I can leave yeah, now. Thank yeah. you. Goodbye. Well, when it comes to hands, but what if he's like a handy guy, like he's a mechanic or, you know, has like those, like you, they could be clean, but like it stays, you know, like degreaser up in that bitch, like every day. Type yeah. Of they can be like, I get it. If you're like a manly man and you work and you're a carpenter or something, that's all very hot. That's all very Aiden from sex in the city. We love that, but you can't have like dirt under your fingernails. Like that is true. that's not that's going to fly. That's no, gross. it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. Just invest in like a, you know, twice a month, a little pedicure Manny. What about like hobbit feet? Like really hairy feet? Can't do it. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. I don't care. If I go home with Brad Pitt and he has Hobbit feet, it's over. Oh, my gosh. It's not going down. I'm leaving. I'm poor, sorry. Poor Brad. <laughs> He's crying somewhere. I mean, I don't know. Have I you, hope not. Have you guys ever had that experience with a guy? Like, just like, damn, like, this motherfucker's feet. No, I haven't. No. I haven't. No. But I'm pretty, like, my standards are fairly mm. low for feet. So, you know. What's I actually, your thing, though? What's your thing I, that's a I, complete okay. deal breaker? Everybody has, like, a thing. Oh, yeah. my deal breaker thing? Um, Something shallow, preferably. Obviously not, like, intellect or anything. I don't like a man that's too skinny. I don't oh, like a man that's too skinny. He doesn't bones. like a yeah. lanky king. Not, I'm not a lanky king. like that. No lanky kings. What about short kings? Look, I've gone short. Oh, you have? I've Shorter tried. than you? Shorter than no, you? No, never. I would oh. never. Sorry. 
That's just don't kill those dreams. Okay, but careful. I'm five eight, so don't <laughs> insult me. <laughs> no, five eight. I've gone shorter. I've gone one inch taller than me. That's pretty short. And yeah. that was as short as I'll go. And that was I probably will not go shorter than that because it didn't work out. So then I just get to write them off as like, ah, look, I gave it a try and it didn't work. So they're all the short. All the short kings are canceled. You know but say. did he think it was hot? Who him being short? Because some guys, I feel like some short guys have a fetish for taller women. Yeah, oh well, true. I was still right? a sh uh, an inch shorter than him, so I mean. And I then heels? He would you wear heels, or like he was? He was like, no, you can't, or I don't want you to. Not you can't. No, but. he never told me. I didn't. He didn't want me to. He was pretty like laid back about it. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> at least there's that. My cousin's cousin on the in law side is Dominican mm -hmm. family, and he had a thing that he would say all the time. He was short. He was like five five. And he had a fetish for taller women. And he would say all the time, I am a gustan alta, grande, para me pegue. Oh my God. You see? That's what I'm talking about. It's out there. That's so great. I'm telling you, there's all sorts of fetishes out there. 100%. Oh my God. 100%. So let's move on to the actual topic we had discussed. We actually had one topic we want to talk about. And it's the state of the clown world. When it comes to hypersensitivity, I think all of us, we have some sort of social media presence and we put ourselves out there and like Steph said, people get offended very easily and how that can be crucial to the development of society. And I say harmful and it's bullshit in my opinion. What are you guys thoughts on, on the matter that we can go around? I was thinking about this because I think we've all, anyone that's slightly well-adjusted has begun to notice that people are more offended and more sensitive about an increasingly wide range of things. It doesn't matter. It's music. It's movies. It's the way you phrase something. It's the words you use. It's whether you're taking this outfit that a culture, you know, used first, whatever it is. The circle of things that offend are, is becoming so much wider to the point that it's everything. It's just how we decide to interpret how your offense is. So... <laughs> Yep. I think that it's 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 such a strange problem to me because it's like, when did the people that were least cool start having this much influence that we're actually having to hear from and listen to people that once upon a time we would have been like, this is a nerd. Like <laughs> the person that gets offended at jokes, that once upon a time was a person you didn't want to hang out with. A loser. I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah, exactly. A fucking loser, yeah. It's like literally like, oh, that guy is so annoying. He always takes everything sensitive. Like he always gets offended. He doesn't have a good sense of humor. And now it's like, oh no, they're just uh, an activist or something. It's like, no, you can be an activist and still be a loser. Sorry. <laughs> so to me, it's like an upside down culture where the people who are least good humored, least um, having a likable personality, least resilient, are somehow the ones that have appointed themselves as who we should be taking cues from and are as analyzing culture. A lot of people also don't make anything. They just sit back and try to shit on everything and that judge, other people and just make. judge constantly, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like those people that like, or like, for example, like when the Victoria's Secret show goes on, like it's always like, the 300 pound w women like eating Cheetos on the couch, talking shit about how, look at her, how she's walking. <laughs> it's, it's like, like that's bro. unrealistic. I'm like, like girl, you unrealistic. Like, like, like the Olympics, like guys judging, look at that fucking loser. He can barely run and he's like out running like a zebra or some shit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like 100%. It's like people, armchair critics type of thing. I mean, the more that I spend time actually making things and having skin in the game, you know, putting things out there, 
the the less I have a desire to criticize other people. Like 100%, the more you more time you spend making shit, the less time you're going to be interested in tearing down other people. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think um I think I just don't have the time to be offended by much. I think um there's a few things, a few elements at play here, right? So I do have a firm belief that a lot of the, I'm going to say kids because I feel, at least on TikTok, where I see the brunt of it and experience the brunt of it, it's coming from Gen Z. I know it's popular to pile on Gen Z, but I do have to say, um, I think that the pendulum is swinging so far in the opposite direction. Like in the 60s, we were so hard on people. The boomers were telling everybody, you know, take it on the chin, like don't cry, just get through it, whatever. I mean, this is obviously a generation that had been through like Vietnam War. The elderly generation at that time had been through, you know, the Second World War. Mm -hmm. So I think that those times created very strong people. It's like that quote, by the way. Uh, yeah. What is it? It's like um, tough, tough times, times. create times. strong people. Strong people create good times. Good times create weak people and weak people create, create tough times. times. And then the cycle repeats itself. Mm -hmm. I think there's some of that. And we're in that. the worst part of that cycle, by <laughs> We're in the worst part of it. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yeah. What, what a time to be alive. I do think we're in that part of the cycle. And I do, I'm optimistic, maybe delusionally so, but I think that things will you come back around. Be. You mm -hmm. have to be to wake up every day. And mm -hmm. um, But I do think that people who sometimes don't have real problems create problems where there are none. Yes. And I speak to people who actually are privileged, you know, you know, young trust fund kids who are online crying about, you know, this is a trauma, this is an identity <laughs> issue. It's like, babe, like you don't know what it is to have to, to, to struggle. struggle to put food Survive. on the table. You mm -hmm. don't know what it is to struggle to even have a roof over your head. Like mm -hmm. I'm not trying to completely invalidate their problems, but I'm telling you that in the, there should be some perspective, you know, and yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I think perspective is what will save you. And I think kind of looking outside of your own bubble and realizing that there are much more serious and grave problems in the world, mm -hmm. I think some of that will help kind of balance out some of these these crying, shrieking voices. I, I honestly know. think that's why you don't get that same kind of like hypersensitive LA type culture in Miami. Mm -hmm. Because I think Miami's culture is still too close to actual hardship. Yes. And we all basically have, like we're one generation away from people that really struggled. We know better, yeah. yeah. Really struggled, like lost family, left family behind, had mm. nothing, left, you know, a, a failing country. So, you know, to come here and then be like, this word is harming me. <laughs> look like clowns, you know perspective clowns. yeah i just i think yeah again i think i worry very much i don't have kids yet but i worry about the kids that i would have because i i wouldn't want my child to grow up thinking that a word can dismantle you you know i understand mm -hmm. there are things with malintent there are things that people say that are definitely charged and there are th some things that i would never say um but I also think we've gotten to the point where even, you know, an errant look means mm. that somebody's just going to fall apart. Um, yeah. It's like Chappelle says, uh, brittle spirit, mm. very Im brittle spirit. Imagine raising someone or living in the delusion or even these like companies and even the government with the ideology of let's raise or or move these people towards the, the thought process of be offended, mm -hmm. be weak. You know, mm -hmm. be like all that, like Doesn't instead like of that. wanting them to build up like armor and be tough and adversity creates diamonds. I've always, mm -hmm. I've been saying on my Instagram, no, just do the opposite of that. Just be yeah, offended fall apart. and fall, fall apart, apart and scream and just like mm -hmm. be dependent on something higher than you to protect you. Mm -hmm. No, bro, Your protect external yourself. Validation. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But that's where we get into the the sketchy part of this, which is who gets served by that kind of temperament. 
by that kind of hypersensitive, easily offended, constantly dictated, the internal state dictated by the external world, who benefits from that? So media, perhaps other people that are in power. If you're this kind of person that you cannot control your internal state and you're going to be offended by words, you're going to get riled up by a headline and everything affects you to that degree, you're a very easily manipulated Mm -hmm. person. So whoever it is that is in a position to manipulate likes that. That is the kind of person you want if you want to manipulate people. Someone that flies off the handle over a headline and immediately jumps on any issue that they can use to fly into a rage. I mean, that is the perfect person to manipulate. They're NPCs, bro. Like, they're fucking NPCs. They're not playable characters. It's a predictable pattern, too. It's like... You can just see, okay, this is going to be the next thing. This is going to be the reaction to this thing. Because that type of person, it becomes their pattern to just seek offense. Mm -hmm. And I do think that it's exactly what you're talking about in terms of um, when you don't have like really bad problems, but you're kind of unhappy anyway because you're an unhappy person. You look for problems in your surroundings to justify that internal discontent. Mm -hmm. Because now it's like, oh, it's not me. It's that. It's them. So no wonder I'm upset. (laughs) Look at all these things I've found that are upsetting. Mm. You know, meanwhile, you have people in depraved situations. Like it always, it sounds cliche, but when I've gone to Cuba, those people are fucking happy. Like yeah. happy, I'm. They, they are nothing. smiling. Same they are thing in Brazil. Around, smiling, mm-hmm. joking, laughing. The buildings are crumbling around them, and they're like dragging buckets of water up several flights of stairs to boil it and to drink and to bathe themselves with buckets of water. Mm. But they're smiling and laughing because adversity creates diamonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and, and perspective. people shy away from that, right? In perspective. Yeah, I think it's a you know it's a survival mechanism. You try to mm-hmm. find beauty in the simplicity. You try to find beauty in the struggle because. Honestly, I really do think how else do you survive? How else do you wake yes, up every exactly. day in a situation like that? Living in those, you know, Delusionally just opt- optimistic. Yeah, you, sometimes you have to be. I mean, it's, it's why I do my comedy. It's why I try to make people laugh because I think it's very easy to wake up and cry every day. It's very easy to find a reason to be upset, to be depressed, to be all of these things. But if you don't push back, I'm not saying that you can't cry. I'm not saying you can't have vulnerable moments. You can, you should, we're all human. That's natural. You need to have an outlet for that. Hopefully a healthy outlet, you know? But if you think that... The answer is to find identity in a movement that is going to continually look for offense to the point where there is none and create these phantoms, create these ghosts. I mean, I don't know. Life is going to be very hard for you. It's um, another quote. I'm always <laughs> quoting people. But, you know, what is it when all you've got is a hammer? Everything's, everything's a nail. That's mm-hmm. true. So, mm-hmm. you know, imagine a country because we all we're living in America. We're all very privileged just to live in America. We're doing mm-hmm. a lot better than Cuba. We're doing a lot better than parts of Brazil where my family's from. Most God knows world, we yeah. came most and speak the to the world. continent of Africa. I mean, yeah. most of the world. Um, I mean, if you can't find some sort of reason to smile just for that, you woke up today, you woke up in America, then I don't know what to tell you. The, yeah. One of the guests that I had on one of my podcasts, his online thing is Solbra. I don't know if you guys have seen him on there. He was he was tweeting the other day about he's Australian. Australia's not a bad country, you know, for the most part. And he was he went like on this little rant on Twitter about how he can't believe, he lives now in the U.S., how he can't believe how there are people in the U.S. that shit on the U.S. Mm. 
like, and he's Australian, which is not, he's not from Cuba. He's not from China. Like you get what I'm saying? He's like, mm-hmm. he, he was like almost offended at the fact that there's people in this country crying about this country. Like you don't know how good you have it. Yeah. And this is somebody coming from a country that's not even that bad yeah. in comparison to like, yeah. you know, these third world countries exactly. out there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing to me. I mean, and I'll speak to that, the transition, because I was once a person when I was younger, that was that kind of like, let me look for offense. I had that psychology. I know what it's like. And very interestingly, when I became a healthier, happier person, I no longer had the desire to find offense in everything. I mean, the change between my desire to find things offensive and me actually having a sense of purpose, mm. confidence, meaning in my life, healthy coping mechanisms mm-hmm. for when I did have problems, it was like this one-to-one shift that from there, I immediately dropped that kind of like, I'm looking for offense. The thing is also, the more I studied history and realized, oh, we are living through a pretty good time <laughs> compared to most of shit the time. Gone down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and whether it's war or just straight up being a, a primitive human living without AC in the jungle, look, AC is a great reason to be happy yeah. when you wake up. You know how, how terrible it is to wake up in a pile of sweat, yeah. like oh a pool God. of sweat? I just wouldn't it's, sleep. It's terrible. You know how hard it is to sleep? try to fall asleep in those conditions? Yeah. yeah. So you can't sleep, so you're always sleep deprived. So you're always yeah. like mm-hmm. cranky and shit. Like it's like, bro, AC's the move. I yeah. mean, just fucking be happy about that for a minute. Yeah. Let yourself enjoy that for a minute. I don't know, man. It's really weird because then also there's a degree to which I think people like that kind of easily offended, seeking offense personality doesn't believe that they deserve happiness. Mm. I think that there is a, a, a version of that psychology where people don't like themselves sure. yeah. and they choose to be miserable mm. because that's what it is. I mean, if you have, you tell me a joke or something and I have the choice now, be offended or laugh it off or find humor in it mm. or something goes wrong, you know, some annoying thing, make it, let it ruin my day or laugh it off, find the absurdity in it. Well, why would I choose the thing that's going to actually ha- give me a more unpleasant experience sure. unless I have this sense that, well, that's what my life is. You hate yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think it goes back to picking your battles, right? Mm. And I think that there was a time when people did that, but now it's not picking your battles. It's every point of contention is a point mm-hmm. of contention. You turn everything into a battle. And I think it also leaves people exhausted and depleted, which only continues to serve the cycle of yes. just misery. And also I think a lack of identity, like something yes. you just said really stood out to me when you found meaning. No, no awareness. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also being lost. I really think it's Mm. being lost because I think that when you have a strong foundation, when you really know who you are, I think you can confidently or semi-confidently choose, you know, is this a cause that's worth defending and taking up arms for? Because many things Mm. are, to be fair, Mm -hmm. but you know, other things are not, I don't know. And I think that again, we are building a younger generation that doesn't know the difference. And that worse than that, doesn't understand that they're being used as tools of the very oppression that they think that they're Mm -hmm. speaking out against or fighting against. How dangerous is that? Mm -hmm. Very. It's a scary thing. It's terrifying. And meanwhile, you have this crazy, wild card that you add into that situation, which is social media. Mm. So it's like, I genuinely believe that there is a kind of culture that's online. Sure. It's a culture that exists online. Mm. Only online. Yeah, where there, it actually serves you to be a miserable person. Yeah. There, it actually serves you to try to nitpick everything. It's rewarded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's rewarded, rewarded to virtue signal. 
It's it's the meta yeah. culture of the meta, the metaverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And it's yeah. a shitty one. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, and that's why for so many people, you have to be really conscious about how you curate your online experience mm. because you get sucked into this thing where yeah. you're just reading miserable people's complaints all day. Well, it's the echo chamber, right? Mm -hmm. It's the echo chamber you create. And that, that is a problem, you know, not to digress from the main point here, but I have a big, big problem with the way that a lot of these algorithms work because of course they're made to keep you scrolling, whether it's TikTok, mm -hmm. Instagram, what have you, they want to keep you there as long as they can, because that's what the advertisers want. They end up selling you something. And what happens is they keep feeding you or boomeranging you more of what they know that you like, more of they know more what the you same. look at, more of the same. So if you are extremely conservative or you are extremely liberal, then they're going to tend to, yeah. you know, feed you more of that, even on Twitter. And so you end up in this echo chamber where it's now confirming your your mm -hmm. perceived biases. reality and your biases are being formed by what you are choosing to consume all day yeah. long and that creates something a very very dangerous culture so yeah you so, live in a bubble social yeah. media is definitely a double-edged sword sure yeah. it brings forth so many good opportunities and knowledge and all these things but that's the dark side of it yeah. yeah, everything has a light and a dark. And well, there's a price for everything. It's given right. us a lot, but it's mm -hmm. also cost us Taken, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we are in, it's almost like the Wild West all over again. We're on this new yes. frontier of the web or web three, I guess now, because that's now where we're at, mm -hmm. where we really don't know how to police this. And I don't mm -hmm. think anybody has the answer. Certainly I don't. We're adapting. It's brand new. We're adapting, but it's, it's literally, it's like, I think we're starting with the little sheriffs in their little yeah. towns, <laughs> right? And some of the sheriffs, as you say, are maybe less qualified than others, right? Because that's what we're getting, internet sheriffs. And who knows what that's going to look like. I'm very interested to see in the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years um, in our lifetime how that will be policed, you know, and where the balance will be struck between censorship and, you know, just in good faith policing of what's being put out there. I just did a little, like, skit this week, which was, a, like, a Cuban boomer versus a Cuban zoomer. Oh, I saw and, it. So good. Thanks. And a bit of it, I... Road uh, when the when the uh, when the zoomer freaks out. <laughs> sorry, when the zoomer freaks out. I put a uh, freaks out in liberal. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They took away my monetization. For I saw that's that. Wild. Yeah, that's wild. They, that's such um, an overstep. Yeah. I made a. I think. I, I think you saw it before comedy, they man. before like, they yanked exactly. it. My Nancy Pelosi joke, yes. and it was like a burning plane, and it was her trying to get out of Taiwan because so of the funny. sound. Right? And I monetized it in the sound, and then they came up with some bobo bullshit, ass yeah. excuse saying that the sound wasn't licensed for use in the U.S. And I said, well, listen, first of all, the onus is on you because I took the sound out of your publicly yeah. available library that you have made available to me. And second of all, I'd use the same exact clip, the same exact sound, um, because I tend to bookmark them if I like the sounds and I yeah, want to reuse them. them and keep them. I'd used it months earlier, mm. making like a sugar baby joke, and that was fine. But when I made a Pelosi joke, it just, mm. within five minutes. Well, 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 well. Yeah. Look Gee, at that. I wonder what mm. happened there. Interesting. <laughs> Bro, these conspiracy theorists, like they're all like thriving, living their best lives. <laughs> they like, are. They've been, talk, they've been the saying sun, yeah. all these things, and no one's like, Bro, it's so crazy. Like social media isn't, you know, like. Bro. Yeah. Like all these yeah. things are just like, oh, maybe they're right about that and that and that. The time between something being a conspiracy yeah, and like, like oh, months, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. shrinking yeah. to the yeah. point that, you know, it's a lucrative business now to be in the conspiracy world because just wait, just wait a little bit. But that makes it dangerous too because you could just be out here saying just about anything and people will believe it because it's like, well, if that was true and that was true, then this must be true too, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. So it's like, you well, got to be really discerning. And we go that. back to that Wild West thing again, which yeah. is like, I honestly think, you know, the thing is, like we said, it's social media is a very double-edged sword, but with anything that's really powerful and comes with a lot of benefit, you're going to have that equally powerful and negative effect, potentially. Sure. And so 
something like that. I mean, I think that it's going to, for some people, they ain't going to make it. Like, no. they, Everyone's they not going to make it. This no. isn't for everybody. Exactly. They ain't going to make it. They're going to go down the rabbit hole and they ain't ever going to come back out. So yeah. sorry, you know, casualties well, are going to happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The collateral damage is always there. Exactly. But for other people, they're going to learn that discernment. Mm-hmm. And it's actually going to become a very interesting and valuable skill that we need in this time to immediately say, hmm, let me see where that could be wrong. Instead yeah. of saying like, oh, that's what I want to be true. Okay, so it's going to be true. Yeah. Just taking things in immediately. I mean, you can see headlines, news, whatever. I've learned from a pretty young age, I was always very discerning about things. I think it's because I studied psychology. And so when you are orchestrating an experiment you have to think of all these different things of like confounding variables so it's like oh i have an experiment an experiment where i'm trying to study why this happened it looks like this caused it but there could be a confounding variable which is like something i didn't measure that's actually creating the outcome exactly and so that kind of education teaches you to look for things that might be leading to an outcome that are not mentioned so when i see a headline that says um oh, such and such a thing is happening, is doing this. I'm like, maybe. Yeah. Mm, what else could it be? What else could be leading to that? That's such a what good was left out? To have, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that that's going to be something we just have to develop. And it becomes a more, um, for, for, for those that can develop it, it'll strengthen. And for those that don't, they're going to be looking like fools eventually because yeah. it's going to be like, oh, that's uh, that's that's Bobby. His brain is burned out yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> well, he didn't adapt. He got left behind. Yeah, exactly. yeah, they're going to be fried. I feel like we're living in like, you know what this it's era Darwinism, is? It's Darwinism, man. It's yeah, Darwinism. Yeah, yeah. You just took that term out, like the word out of my mouth. And I was also going to say, I feel like we're in like the Oregon Trail moment of this. Dis- you know what I mean? Dysentery. Remember? Dysentery. Yes. Some people are going to die of dysentery. We're just leaving them behind. Some people were like, leaving them behind. Them in the back, let them you know? rest in peace. It's like, just, and it's, keep moving. it's watching that whole, that whole, you know, uh, a journey across the country, mm-hmm. except now it's happening online. So this is literally yeah. metaverse, you know, 2022 version of the yeah. Oregon trail. Because that's what happens yeah. to the weak and the sensitive. Yeah. You die. We leave, them, die. Behind. <laughs> leave them behind. I mean, you know, I've actually thought about it in terms of um, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. <laughs> Do you know, like that time when we were first having factories and people were just like losing, yeah. losing arms, losing arms. Like, yep. which is like they were just getting annihilated by these yeah. machines that now we have all these safeties for. And it's like, OK, sure. we've made them safer. We know that this is it dangerous. Don't work for 20 hours straight. You're going to fall into the machine like we figured it out. Yeah. There's a bunch of people online right now that have lost their arms, have <laughs> lost their legs. They've been lost working everything. on Twitter for 24 yeah. hours straight. They need to take a break and they're not we're gonna find out like in a decade oh that's really bad for you yeah. don't do that yeah yeah exactly so if you don't have the discernment to say huh let me treat this a little more carefully let me pay attention to whether when i take in a, a piece of news i'm immediately like yes you know and just incorporate it immediately and let this affect and influence me well if you don't have that capability you're not going to make it down the trail. That's what I was talking to somebody about the other day, that we're living in times where there's so much newness and things that mm-hmm. we don't know that in, in, in everywhere, in social media and foods and all these things, it's modern world, things yeah. that we don't know that we're going to look back on in 20, 30 years and be like, can you believe we used to do that? Mm-hmm. Like the way that like s- women would smoke, cig- chain smoke cigarettes <laughs> in the 50s and be like, oh, she's They fine. were drinking while they were yeah, pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yes. like nobody batted an yeah. eye. And now yeah. we look back and we're like, damn, they were crazy as fuck back yes. then. Same shit we're going to be doing in 40, 50 years. Oh. Like, can you imagine how stupid we, like, we were know. back then? Like, I yeah. think about that with Twitter a lot. I for sure think people are going to be like, wow, I can't believe I let my child spend uh, all day on Twitter or yeah. all day on Instagram or whatever. And just us, too. I mean, thinking, hey, 
what an insane idea it was to create a world-connecting social media platform and just put all these people in the same room <laughs> yeah. and let them yell at yell each other, yeah. but only give them two sentences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Yay. crazy. Yeah, that sounds fine. Sure. Uh, it's crazy. I think I think we're in a point where we have, you know, I love to be, you know, over-informed even, like you. You know, I, I always grew up with that sense of critical thought. You know, my parents raised me to be very balanced. I always, I, I don't identify as anything, but if anything, I would consider myself a centrist because mm-hmm. I try to be as balanced as I can. It's important to be. Um, it's important to be, yeah. you know, informed on both mm-hmm. sides. Um. And to have that that sense of critical thought, shout out to Miss Dixon if you're out there. <laughs> My speech and debate teacher in middle school, she's great. Great, great, great. She taught us to do that. Um, but I think that with that, we have to, you know, exercise a little bit of caution to your point. I mean, we are having all of the information thrown at us all the time. We have the tinfoil wearers. We have the conservatives. We have the liberals. We have the crazies. We have the people that are just what happened with the vaccine, anti-vax, for the vax, somewhere in the middle of the vax. We're not really sure about the vax. Now there's a new vax. Now there's the monkeypox. You guys, it's like we need to have a moment where so we much. take breathe. a breath, breathe. log off. Log off. Put All the phone of us up. at the same time, yeah. just collectively log off. Yeah, log off. I think there should be. I think there should right? be like a great like reset. Day. Yeah. I think like somebody needs to day? have like a big an Earth, an Earth Day, day but, like but they need to unplug all of our internet access day. and social media access for just 24 hours. I think it's going to be like really similar yeah. to what happened. Remember in COVID when we were all locked up yeah. and they were showing pictures from the satellites of like how the ocean looks super clean. There was the no Earth, smog the and everything. The Earth was healing. They were like, oh, this is the first time we've seen dolphins yeah. in the bay of whatever, like in a... Uh, 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 what is in Italy, like the canals, because there were no gondolas so going funny. down. You could see through the bottom. We need that, but we need that with like the internet and yeah. social media, just it's 24 true. hours, maybe 48. True. It would be great. You know what I stopped doing? And it's been a fucking, it's, it's crazy how like you're lost in, in your day to day. You don't notice these things. So I used to wake up and you guys are probably like, oh, this dumbass didn't realize that, but I didn't. I used to wake up and then immediately look at my phone, obviously, like you set the alarm and then you just start scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. I would have like, Terrible mornings. I mean, I'm not a morning person to begin with. I still have terrible mornings. <laughs> but less <laughs> of a worse, terrible. yeah. It fucks with you, man. All yeah. that bombardment of information just as soon as you open your eyes Especially, and then like yeah. the notifications and like the DMs and like, I love you, I hate you, this, that, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then like something blew up over here and this over there. And it's like, it's the worst way to fuck. Like the first, your brain is warming up. Yeah. yeah. You feed it all that shit. It's like overload. You I don't look at my it. phone for like the first do hour you, and then just, you know, go outside, do the whole Hubberman thing with the light. The, yes, the yes, sun. yes. Andrew, love, Andrew, baby. Love you, Andrew. <laughs> call me Andrew. Yeah. Call me boo. I don't know. Call I don't know what too, your deal bro. is, but call me boo. Yo, so and like my mornings are so much better. <laughs> I can't, I can't think about doing that ever again. Like it's, it's yeah. terrible. I, so question for you, because I, I feel this and I'm very guilty of what you're saying. I try very hard. I try to, you know, follow my Huberman rules, get my sunshine, you know, <laughs> with a naked eye early in the morning. Um, but for not more than 10 minutes, cause you know, sun damage, sorry. <laughs> um, this is where you and I disagree Balance, on the sunning, yeah. right? Um, but I'm, uh, my question for you is, do you find that your focus is now more scattered? Do you have a harder time staying focused? Do you have a harder time? Do you feel like you're experiencing a little bit of ADHD as a result of this constant, just jumping onto the phone and overloading your brain so early? It was the opposite. When I was doing that in the morning, mm. I was super scatterbrained. Now, yeah. now that I put yeah. the phone, I don't look at the phone in the morning. I'm more focused. You are more focused, day, more, right? More intentional, like with my, my, my actions, my patterns, like, I go, I get up, I go to the bathroom. Then I feel I go, like a like, human. Yeah, yeah. And I, like I have like my morning little ritual yeah. that does not involve the screen. Sure, you know, yeah. I do things with my hands. Mm-hmm. Like I'll walk to the kitchen, juice my celery, like my little thing. Mm. And that sets me up for success throughout the day as best as I can, depending on the mood I'm in. That yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I mean? As 
before I would just like get lost in the, yeah. the, in, the in the algorithm. I've done this, and same then just be thing, like, yeah. where the fuck? My entire day is it like ruins shot. You. It yeah. ruins your brain. I've, anytime I have the misfortune of getting stuck on my phone in the day, in the morning, it just I feel like I'm mentally delayed like mm. it throws my focus for a loop completely where when i stop i'm like okay enough time to get back to a day put the phone down i can feel it the resistance to focus yeah. like i can feel it the difficulty to actually do something that takes longer focus it because is real because uh, huberman or who remember however you pronounce yeah. it my dead education um <laughs> he he re- andrew huberman get it right get it right <laughs> Once neither again. of future, those future miss huberman I'm, I'm, I'm the leader of the, the fan club <laughs> yeah you, you showed me you showed me him it was you that put, did, that right? put me yeah. on him yeah. he, re- he recently made a post about it where he was saying that was completely lost with the no. lost of thought you see but this is what i'm talking about no no no, 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 no. Truly, we have the truthfully i'm very guilty of this and the reason i'm saying this with all seriousness i know we're, we're laughing but maybe we shouldn't but i'm the same way i i was so much more focused before i was producing my content because yes. now part of my job is i have to Using stay informed it. and i'm scrolling all day and yeah. scrolling way more than I need to. Let's be very real. Always. You know? It's very hard to get and off. It's very hard to get off. And even imagine, I, I'm someone who's very hyper aware of those things, but you know, yep. this is, you know, a multi-billion the end, the dollar business. Scroll. Yeah, they know what you they're know, doing. They, have, they yeah. know what they're doing. It, I just remembered, it was a dopamine hit. Everything, mm. a lot of his topics go back to do- yeah. dopamine hits. Yeah. And it's you fucking exhaust yourself. Like it's yeah. like taking fucking yes. ecstasy and then you just like exhaust like, your brain of fucking like, well, go to work now? And you look back, it's an addiction. So you want that dopamine hit and then nothing else compares compares because like, mm-hmm. i don't want to fucking juice salary you know, you know what what that shit is? <laughs> i want to fucking laugh or like get like high yeah. off yeah. Of this. i want to look at something new and shiny every three seconds right. yeah. yeah how you am know? i supposed to write a paper that takes me an hour or whatever that's not fun yeah that's forget zero that zero dopamine there like mm-hmm. i was um i saw some like i was reading some study i don't think this maybe it was Huberman, maybe it wasn't i honestly can't remember but somebody was posting the results of a study was which was relating to um i i believe it was just men it might have been men and women so don't quote me on this, okay. but I definitely know that the results were that people that were watching an excessive amount of pornography oh, were later yeah. having a hard time yes. performing. Yes. You know, they were having a harder time coming to orgasm. But why? It's because we are basically, you know, I think short wiring the circuit by just consuming, yeah. consuming, consuming, and you get so sucked into it and you get so overstimulated that when it comes time Real to life. sleep with your partner or whoever, or you're, you're boring. You're, you know, fuck buddy, whoever you're with, I don't know. You can't, you're having a hard time focusing. Men are having a hard time keeping it up. Women can't orgasm. And it's all because we are, it's the overconsumption. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing to your point about the dopamine hit that you look for on social media, which then feeds into the circle of a bunch of, Gen Zers that already think that they're being traumatized, but then you get into the actual science behind it where it's like, well, you kind of are being traumatized and you kind of are experiencing depression at younger ages because you're so used to getting your Mm -hmm. validation from this and the hit and sometimes even the hate yeah, you know, because there's thing. there's yeah. a tie into like sometimes you just want to watch a horrible thing or you want to feel a horrible thing happening or someone saying something horrible to you or leaving you a mean comment that now you can't function in the real bro. What the fuck world? is gonna happen is when these people are like 30, crazy. 40 years old? Oh Lord, please! Like hopefully we'll be up by then. Like, yeah. just, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. I'm I'm gonna be around because my grandma made it to almost 101. So unfortunately, oh, I think yikes. I'm gonna be. I have a long sentence ahead of me. Damn. <laughs> yeah. An earth sentence. Yeah. Long <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, let us know how that goes. I will. I, I will. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably beam it into the afterlife. You guys will be somewhere between heaven and Mars, apparently, yeah. I think, yeah. by that time, right? Yeah, Something right. like that. Elon will be there, I'm sure. Whatever. I'm not sure. I mean. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's bleak. Yeah. It's bleak. 
I don't know, but I want to be optimistic. Yes. Hey, I'm going to yes. be optimistic because like we said, if you don't make it down the Oregon Trail, rest in peace. I'm sorry. We would like you here with us. Look at all people that did make it. Exactly. Yeah. We are the descendants of the people that made it. So mm -hmm. I intend to keep making it. I mean, that's the thing. It's like we have the information, you know, what can you do? You can't just become a victim of circumstance and mm -hmm. of your environment. I mean, when you know that looking at your phone in the morning fucks with you, then don't do it. And don't do it. Yeah. And don't do it. Like, you have to find... And if you keep failing, then figure out why you're failing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then do something about Ask that. Ask yourself why. Don't just be really a fucking hamster on a wheel. Just yeah. like, yeah. mindless, like, I don't know why... The, every, everything's your fault. If, and Everything that's the is best literally your fault. Situation. That's, the best that's the best outcome because then you can fix it. Exactly. It's in your control. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think yeah. when you own your, you're not to sound all woo woo, but when you own your power, because that's what yes. that means to me. And when you accept responsibility, obviously not for everything, right? Like horrible things happen and yeah. they're not actually right. all your right. fault. Right. But when you look at, you know, the grander picture and you say, okay, there's a couple things that happened to me that were very, very terrible. God knows the horrible things that mm -hmm. happen every day. We deal with deaths, assaults, like yeah. murder, wars, whatever. Okay. And then you look at the stuff that is, I think you're going to find that the basket of things that are mm -hmm. your responsibility, let's say, is way larger. And the good news about that is that's the basket that you can control. Those are the, yes. the things that you can choose to not just be delusionally optimistic like I like to be, but you can take actionable steps to make things better for yourself if you realize just how much control you have over the day to day, right? Like you can go into your job that you hate every day and you can be miserable, but you can also look at that and say, hey, you know what though? I'm earning a wage. Um, it's keeping a roof over my head. It's keeping food on the table. I mean, Maybe not now, considering how Miami's doing <laughs> right now. Sorry, food on the table. but in other places, <laughs> in other places besides overpriced Miami, you know what I mean. But you have to choose to maybe try and find the best version of that, right? Like, yes, we're in overpriced Miami, but at least we don't have snow. You know, I don't know. Find a reason. Find the yep. smallest reasons at risk of me sounding woo woo and kumbaya, and just try to have that be the little beacon of hope or the little spark of light that gets you through whatever you're going through. It's up to you. Yeah. No one else is going to give you a spark of light. You got to. No give one's going to do it. Help is not on the way. My, my yoga teacher training I did, my one of my teachers used to, oh, both of them used to always say that. They used to say, help is not on the way. Figure it out. I love that, though. Yeah. That is, to me, so empowering. Like, that's it's actually true. empowering because yeah. it's like, oh, okay, it is on me. All right, let's get to work. Yeah. That you know? That reminds me of Mrs. Doubtfire. Help yeah. is on the way. Help, is on, help the way. is on the way. <laughs> Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> but it's Mrs. Not. Doubtfire not. ain't coming, boo. Yeah. She's, not, she's coming. not coming to save you. You know, she's not. I mean, I wish. I wish we all had one, but we don't have right. one in real life. So, you know. Save yourself. Yeah. Save yourself. Hope that you find a good circle of friends. I mean, like this circle I think we formed here of people who are a little bit like-minded. And then yeah. also on the opposite of that, I like to purposely find a circle that is not like-minded. Challenges mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And challenges you because that's the only way you grow. If you're not learning something new every day, then what the hell are you doing? Stay in bed. Yeah. Yeah. To hell with it. There's a lot of people like that. Yeah. 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 I wonder how many people are going to choose the stay in bed and put on the metaverse. Oh, a lot. And just Let like, them go. A lot. Let them go. Dysentery. <laughs> I'm going to be they out here thriving in the real world. If they want us to come to typhoid. <laughs> what else was happening? Snake bites. What was the other things? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Actually. Ty typhoid or whatever. I don't the number know. one thing that was actually killing people. I read this. Okay. Um, I got into the series called 1883. It's like a prequel for Yellowstone. Hello. Obsessed. Beautifully it, shot. Yeah. So well acted. Um, Sam Elliott, oh my God, the girl that plays the main character. 
And I was reading something because I went down the rabbit hole and somebody said that the number one cause of death was actually injuries from the wagon. They were like getting run over by the wheels. Like maybe they would stuck. They would try to push it. It was actually injuries relating to that. That's terrible. That's so much more depressing somehow than the actual people were getting run over by their own vehicles. That kind of makes sense. Think about that. Because it's, it's, what we said, it's the newness of it all. Yeah. You don't yeah. know. You don't have safety measures. You don't Exa- know what you don't exactly know. And then it. it's yeah. like, oops, I fucked up. You get up, run over by the wagon. I, yeah. Oh, my God. The vehicle you're using to travel ran you over. Once again, another thing that we that. could be grateful for, yeah. that we're it's not true. getting run over by our own wagons. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. No, we're getting locked in our own electric cars. <laughs> yo, that's scary. I've been thinking, yo. So that's Did another thing. Did you see thing. that? That ordinance in California that's about to pass? What? The, the, power the electric thing. car one? Yeah, that after, what is it? Uh, 2023? 20, 20, no, I thought it was 2025. 20, no, 2035. 30, 20, I'm sorry, is it 2035? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna yeah, okay. this so we don't sound <laughs> yeah, uninformed on the air. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you'll no longer be able to buy gas. Gas-powered vehicles. Which is scary because, again, and it's not to sound conspiracy theory-ish, because at one point I loved Tesla, and mm-hmm. I still think it's super cool, but the idea of an electric car is it's more dependent on larger things like we said than a gas vehicle mm-hmm. you know what i mean if look at look what happened with texas you know what i mean the that snowstorm thing yeah, that like everything grid. was like how do you charge your car people how do you don't understand anywhere? that movement is a really intrinsically human thing like the ability to be able to change where you live to move that to me always really triggers a weird kind of like alert alert red flag when <laughs> anyone kind tries to make a uh, some type of law or changes something that makes it more difficult for you to move to mobilize because yeah. it's like really think about what that is you can't choose to go somewhere and you're supposed to be free. You're not in prison. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be able to go wherever you want in the world, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you're not a criminal or doing crimes. But if you have these kind of like systems or changes that are limiting your mobility as a free person, how free are you? I right. mean, it's like you're having this fence kind of erected around you that's shrinking. It's the illusion of freedom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's very scary. I don't like that that dependent. I mean, I'm I'm very I'm ready to get in a cabin and go to the mountains. But, peace out. Like I'm not into it all. all that is uh, a lot of these ideas like Tesla for example or an electric car, it comes from a noble and mm-hmm. and good-hearted idea, you know, evolving forward the environment, all these things. But then it could be used against you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know what I mean? the road to hell is paved with good mm-hmm. intentions, right? So we start in a good place. I don't think yeah. anyone, most people start out thinking, I want to do something that's detrimental to society or to my cause. I think <laughs> yeah. most of, sadly and ironically, most of the horrors of our world have been committed by people who thought that they were doing, convinced, nay, like yeah. certain that they were mm-hmm. doing the best possible thing for themselves and for their society. Yeah. I mean, leaders, politicians, communism, you know, communism, example, yeah. what Hitler did. Yeah. I mean, no. it's it's the some of the greatest atrocity, atrocities of our world have been, you know, spearheaded by people who really, really were convinced that they were doing what's best. And that's where the danger lies, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why that's not enough. It's not enough to use good intentions as well this is the reason Mm. this is the justification it's like well let's actually look great i love your great intentions that's so great now let's look at all the possible ramifications Mm. that you are not considering despite your best intentions that's what i see lacking a lot of the times it's like well we're trying to do good love that great but let's look at all the potentially negative outcomes that you're not considering that's when people say oh you're conspiracy theorists that'll Mm. never happen like why do you think and 
yeah, yeah. And then we see how that plays then, out. Yeah, it's like, oh, I guess we had it wrong. Yeah, oh, you actually do have a Vax passport after all. It's an interesting mm-hmm. time, yeah, that we're, that we're in. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> all of us are like, <laughs> What do you guys think over there? <laughs> strange. Yeah, strange times. Okay, you guys, last thing we need to talk about today. I'm sorry to derail this group chat we got going because we're having fun. We need to talk about all these New Yorkers, Chicagoers, LAers, all running back home with their tail between their legs because, as I read in an article this weekend, they are Miami'd out. Amazing. A- Beautiful. Amazing. I mean, that was inevitable. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Chef. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, what is Miami'd out? I'd love to know. If you can't stand the heat, get out of Miami. Get yeah, out of, yeah. Get out of Miami. <laughs> Listen, everyone ain't built for this life, boo boo. Absolutely. Everyone is not built for this life, much like the Oregon Trail. <laughs> not everyone's going to make it in Miami. So. I don't know. Maybe the cafecito is too strong for these Starbucks sippers. It was was a cultural thing, mostly, I think, right? And it makes sense because the culture, at least from New York, it's a very different culture than Miami. It wasn't like night and day. And I think the article said it was like um, like the Spanish speaking and like the mm. traffic. And it was like a lot of like, <laughs> oh, which I don't wow. even get. I'm so shocked that yeah. Miami would have a lot of Spanish speaking and yeah. traffic. What? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Let me see if I can look it up. That yeah, I, I know they were complaining about the speed of surface of service, which I get. I mean, I but, mean, you know, listen, we're on tropical time, boo. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is we're a on different. Cuban time here. This is how we do. We, Absolutely. You come here to relax. Come down, yeah. slow down. Like, it's just, I, I think that they weren't ready for that. Um, I know the traffic thing surprises me, though, because oh, I've, compared to the what? most stressful yeah. traffic that I've ever been in has always been in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or the really PCH, bad. you know, a few yeah. years ago. I mean, I haven't been to LA in a while, but. Yeah, Miami isn't as bad as uh, LA. Well, babe, we're me. not getting robbed in the middle of Beverly Hills. How about okay? that? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> exactly. Because let me tell you, I I'll mean, granted, people aren't crazy enough to do that in Miami because here you, you will, will get shot. Make it. <laughs> you will get shot. Yeah. You'll get shot um, for less. Exactly. Yeah. But a friend of a friend actually recently got robbed. Um, my friend was telling me that his friend, I guess, came home, parked on his street. You know, he has a very nice car. So these people obviously had been following him. They've been casing him God knows how long. So he gets out of the car. He sees the car, like, come to a screeching halt. Some people get out. He's like, okay, well, they're going to try to rob me. What am I going to do? So he's like, at least they're not going to get my watch. And he took his watch off and he threw it over, I guess, the neighbor's, like, the fence or whatever. He's like, I'll get it later. And I think they still took him for, like, his wallet or something like that. But, um, you know, I mean, when this is happening in Beverly Hills, yeah. uh, then a, a very, very um, upmarket store, I, I mean, I'm not going to say the name, but I love them. Um, they have an outpost in Malibu. A bunch of people just stormed the door and took, like, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood oh. of, like, three hundred to $500,000 worth of merchandise. This That's is happening in Malibu. crazy, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was uh, uh, Illinois. I think it was Illinois. It just passed some crazy-ass shit like that where they decriminalized. Let me see if, no. I, if I find it. Yeah. Decriminalized what? Petty theft? And a little more than that. Hold on. It was... Wow. That's wild. I mean, I don't know what you can expect. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you're making crime legal. Yeah. You want to get some crime then. Yeah. I mean, I mean I you're, you're, you're almost anymore, encouraging it at that point. Yeah, you know? exactly. I think that there are some things that should be decriminalized. You know, I, for one, I think we need to fully legalize marijuana and call yeah. it a day. I mean, that's my personal opinion. But some of these other crimes, I'm sorry, like you can't... Stealing is always going to, to be, be a stealing. crime. Burglary will sorry. always be burglary. Exactly, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you learn that in kindergarten, yeah. not to take, not to take what's not yours. Stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but while you, while you look that up, uh, another thing, and this is kind of another thought process under that, um, is 
how, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Vice did a little segment on how people are getting robbed, influencers specifically, because they're making it way too easy oh, that's so to be to found. Find location and, stuff. and they did this really wonderful, I mean, I, w- I shouldn't say wonderful. I mean, I think it was very interesting. <laughs> it wasn't wonderful. Sorry, sorry. Bad choice of words. Um, I'm a little scatterbrained right now, but they did a really interesting um, piece on how these people are being cased and, mm-hmm. you know, or they're like waiting till they know you're not home because you're posting from an event and they're robbing them. Oh That's my crazy. God. Yeah. Wow. All because of social that media. Easy. I remember yeah. we talked about that and I, I brought up that in probably like four years ago. I don't know. Twitter, um, it was going viral that the people that were verified on Twitter mm. they st- and lived in, in Cali, they started putting blue check marks on their homes. You're joking. <gasps> what? Yes. So you're literally leaving up a neon uh, yeah, sign, like a billboard, robbing, a flag that's And then robbing. somebody made the joke and they, they retweeted it and, and quoted on top uh, <laughs> uh, something like that. Like, thanks for let, for letting yeah. us know which house to rob first yeah. or something like that. Oh, my God. Look, so I found the Illinois, Illinois stuff. First. Illinois non-detainable offenses beginning January 1st, 2023. Aggravated battery, aggravated DUI, aggravated, aggravated fleeing, arson, burglary, drug-induced homicide, intimidation, kidnapping, robbery, second-degree murder, and threatening a public official. Wait, wait, wait. What is the source for this? This it's, is, this is was, like a legal release? Like, no, yes. what? Like, they made the... It was so a video. So, crime is legal. Wait, wait. Did you just say second-degree murder? <laughs> and second kidnapping? Degree, no. Second-degree no. murder. Yeah, second-degree second murder. Second-degree murder? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay, so I am so not it's the purge. Going it's the purge. the purge. We're living in the purge. Yeah, that's what people are, are, are liking it to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. Understood. I'm At least go, we're in Florida. I'm not going to Chicago anytime soon. <laughs> no, no. I mean, then. So here's how my brain works. I'm like, okay, why would you do that? Why would you do that? That makes no sense. So we can just kind of be like, okay, that's crazy. I don't like it. This is foolishness. Or is it? What's the motive? Because then the other thing is like, well, what's the next step? This is the way, like conspiracy theorists think but they don't they don't you know the, the bad conspiracy theorists they don't connect it to actual facts and logic mm-hmm. so then it's just like you just come up with some random theory right. okay that's a conspiracy but if you actually try to think a few steps ahead and say okay this place is making crime legal that's going to lead to an increase in crime. <laughs> mm-hmm. What happens then? So then we have an increase in crime. Then you have a population that is desperate for having more police presence, for yeah. having what? A government more to regulation. rescue them. Yeah. And so then the government becomes incredibly relevant because please, please save us. This is crazy. This horrible, all the crime that you made legal, please yeah. save us from it. So that's how I think. I'm like, well, where does this go? What's the next step? Because that otherwise we just sit here and we're like, well, they've lost their minds, which is potentially uh, a potentially reason. True. It's potentially <laughs> true. They could just be crazy and stupid. Or there's a more nefarious reason behind it. There's always a more nefarious yeah. reason. And it doesn't government. have to be intentional, right? Yeah. It can just be there. There's cycles that play out in in systems and societies sometimes throughout things history. End up that way, yeah. yeah, sometimes yeah. things like there's patterns that we somehow play out for some reason, mm-hmm. and it could be that like this well-intentioned. We don't want to put people in jail because you know the bonds are too expensive. Second degree or murder. That's the biggest. <laughs> no, second degree murder sent me. That well, was it arson, for me. Man. Arson also. I mean. Yeah, like, who does yo, an you know accidental what? My aggravated battery. That bitch, I'm gonna yeah. go burn her house down, and I can do anything. Yeah, aggravated battery is like that's insane. Come on, <laughs> yeah. that's too much to me. Damn, we want to end it in a. In a, in a Sorry, so much note. for ending it on a positive note, guys. Sorry. <laughs>
Sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? This this is a good lesson. So don't depend on us to give you positivity. Give yourself positivity. That's, there yeah. you go. Save that's, yourself. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> came full circle. Rely on yourself. Yeah. Stop Rely looking for that external exactly. validation and that dopamine. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for coming. Appreciate thank you for having us. Excellent conversation, as expected. Yeah. Um, now let's go get some good food. Yes. I got some places in mind. <laughs> get that grub. Uh, Steph and Salome, give your little outro on where to follow, stuff like that. Like Plug in your plugs. <laughs> yeah, plug in your plugs. Uh, Salome Sibone at every social media platform is going to be in the title. I'm not going to spell it out. Just my name is all my social media platforms, so use that to find me. Awesome. And I'm at looking for stuff, looking for stuff. And it's with a PH, not an F. That's all you need to know. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, do all the things. And that's all I got. Have yourselves a good day. And as always, no se metan con nadie. Para que nadie se las meta. Have a good one. <laughs>